All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Babyface Podcast. Now, as always, if you guys want to follow me on social media, you can follow me on Instagram at StanleyPierre0511. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Stanley051192. And if you guys want to uh, support the show and donate money, it's uh, purely optional, never mandatory. Uh, on my Anchor website where you can listen to this podcast, uh, there's a support button where you can click on it and, you know, support the show and, and, and you know, donate uh, however uh, however much you want. And like I said before, it, it's purely optional, never mandatory, and it's there if you guys want to donate. So, uh, yeah, I just finished watching NXT just now, uh, and I thought that... Um, the show was very decent, and it got better towards the end. The first, I'd say, maybe, like, almost hour or so, I was just bored. I, I just felt like it, it was it was on the verge of, of being, uh, based off what we saw early on when the show started, you know, I thought this was going to be a, a, a dull episode of NXT, but uh it, it it got better towards the end and all in all the show is is uh you know it was a decent show and uh again uh if you guys uh hear any noises in the background that's my fan and so uh yeah uh nxt it was a decent show uh it was okay for what it was um you know we got some storyline progression going into uh nxt in two weeks uh with adam cole uh, and you know, I'll get to that in a little bit. I don't want to uh, spoil anything. And so, uh, yeah, all in all, like I said before, it was a, it was a decent show and, um, you know, seeds were, were, were planted for what we're going to see on television, uh, in the next two weeks or so. And so, uh, I'm looking forward to it. So the show started off with Mauro Ronaldo. He was on commentary uh, and he told us, uh, that, you know, he had footage of a situation that happened earlier in the day, uh, outside the performance center. So Morrow shows us this footage and it's Cameron Grimes, uh, walking away and he tells the cameraman to go check on Damian Priest. Cameraman then goes over to Priest and he's beaten down on the ground with his shirt ripped up. Uh, he was, he was leaning on his car referees check on him they ask him what hurts and he says it's his back so after that we go to the ring and we see Damian Priest versus Cameron Grimes so before the match started Grimes gets on the mic he cuts a promo he says are you kidding me Damian Priest is going to no show the biggest match of his career he then asked for a referee to come out and raise his hand in victory since he thinks Priest is not showing up. Priest then comes out with referees and medical staff advising him not to compete. Priest ignores, Priest ignores them and gets in the ring. Grimes is all over Priest as he attacks him in the ring before the bell rings. Uh, once... Oh, so the ref then gets Grimes away from Priest. And so after that, the bell rings and Grimes runs at Priest, but he takes a stiff forearm to the face. Both men train, uh, trade shots and we see Priest, uh, his ribs were taped up from the pre-match assault. 
uh, early uh, in the show. So Priest goes for his running elbow on Grimes in the corner, but Grimes moves out of the way. Match then spills to the outside of the ring. Priest goes for the razor's edge on, on the apron, but Grimes fights out of it and hits the cave-in on Priest's injured ribs. Grimes gets back in the ring and Priest then slowly gets back in the ring after beating the referee's 10 count. Grimes then charges uh, at Priest in the corner and goes for another cave-in. Priest moves out of the way and then collapses uh, while he uh, was selling his uh, bad ribs. So, you know, uh, Cameron Grimes, he was going for the cave-in. Um, you know, Priest, you know, he was able to move out of the way and then he he collapsed and then, you know, he just started selling uh, his injured ribs from, you know, like I said before, the uh, pre-match assault, uh, you know, that was given to him by Cameron Grimes. So, uh, Priest collapses, starts selling his injured ribs. And so he then gets up and Grimes hits him with another cave-in for the win. And so uh, Cameron Grimes is victorious. Uh, you know, I think this uh, feud will continue. Uh, I, I think that Damian Priest at some point will get his win back over Cameron Grimes. And I got to say, Cameron Grimes, uh, the last, I'd say, the last almost month or so on television, uh, he's been growing on me. I didn't really think much of him uh, in his first few months in NXT, but... I think that this guy, he's doing some really good things on television the last few months, and uh, he's really improved, and, you know, he's talented in the ring. I always knew he was talented in the ring, but I just never really got behind, uh, you know, uh, his current uh, gimmick in NXT, you know, this, uh, um, you know, country southern kind of gimmick because you know he is from north carolina and uh i don't know uh priest uh you know he he did a a really good job selling his ribs as well um you know he really he did a really good job playing into the story of the match and uh yeah he uh he he just made uh he, he sold his ribs like a million bucks and so uh yeah i mean this wasn't much of a match here uh the, the the whole premise of the match was in my opinion to you know just continue the feud between these guys you know uh give grimes a cheap victory and then later on down the line i think probably in in maybe like two weeks or so uh on the july 8th nxt i think that damian priest and, Ka- and cameron grimes you know they'll get back in the ring and they'll have another one-on-one match and that's when priest will get his win back to end the feud and so uh yeah um hopefully that'll happen um and you know we'll, we'll have to wait and see uh what happens uh next going forward between these two individuals so we then see Rhea Ripley. She's walking to the performance center. And, uh, you know, she was in the parking lot. And so the cameraman asked her if she believes Io Shirai's statement that this is her NXT. Rhea says there's no denying it. Io is NXT women's champion. Robert Stone then approaches Rhea. He tells her when she threw him in the trash a few weeks ago, it hurt his body and his heart. He then says Rhea is playing hard to get. He's got money for her, and that's a golden ticket to give her a second chance. 
he finally says this train is picking up steam and then he asks Rhea if he's coming on board Rhea responded by punching stone in the gut and tossing him in a dumpster Aaliyah then shows up she yells at Rhea and says just because your career went into the trash doesn't mean you can throw my manager in the trash Rhea tells Aaliyah that he's not worth it Aaliyah then slapped Rhea in the face and Rhea smiled and said uh what did she say uh oh okay so yeah so uh Rhea then uh she she actually after uh Aaliyah told her just because you threw my uh manager just because your career is in is in the trash doesn't mean you throw my manager in the trash um Rhea responded by telling Aaliyah he's not worth it and then Aaliyah slapped Rhea in the face Rhea smiles and tells Aaliyah she's got a golden ticket for in the ring Aaliyah then looks afraid as Stone tries to get himself out of the dumpster. So we then go to a commercial break and we see and, and then, you know, we came back from commercial break and we see another uh, video package of Timothy Thatcher uh, training students in the ring. So this week he teaches them how to do a half crab and a wrist lock. And that was pretty much that. So, uh, you know, I mean, you know, Timothy Thatcher, I, I get that, you know, they're trying to make him look tough and, and they want to, you know, uh, add some legitimacy to his character. But I don't know, like the guy's a little stale and, you know, he, he's he's severely lacking in charisma like these 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 uh vignettes are great and and it fits with his character but i don't think it's really gonna help him go far and really become something successful in nxt you know like i don't know like the guy's great in the ring but he's dull and you know i mean these segments here they're good but at the same time i don't really think it's gonna help timothy thatcher going forward but still good stuff here and uh yeah that was that so what else do we have here so we then had the nxc cruiserweight champion uh santos escobar he went one-on-one -on -one with jake atlas in a non-title match so basically the way this match came about was after drake maverick was attacked by Escobar and his heel stable of Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza, you know, um, uh, Drake was stretchered and, you know, sent to a hospital and on his way, uh, you know, going into, uh, the hospital, uh, vehicle, uh, so that way, you know, he can go to the medical facility. Uh, Jake Atlas was there and, you know, he's telling Drake, you know, don't worry, I'll get revenge and, and, you know, I, I'm going to get him. And so, uh, after that, you know, we then, uh, got the, uh, announcement for this match. So let's see here. So, um, Escobar took Atlas to the corner, but Atlas was able to escape and hit a running cross body on Escobar. Atlas kept up the pressure, 
trapping Escobar in a sleeper hold. Escobar escaped but was beaten into a pulp in the corner. Uh, Atlas then hit Escobar with a Hurricane Rana, but a distraction uh, from Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza then allowed Escobar to send Atlas into the plexiglass. So, uh, moments later in the match, uh, Escobar, uh, he hit Atlas with some right hands, a series of clotheslines, and a scoop slam setting up for a standing moonsault. Uh, Escobar then kicked out at two. So, oh, no, wait, that, yeah, that was, uh, that was Atlas that, uh, you know, he, he, uh, you know, he applied offense on Escobar and, you know, he was running wild. And so, you know, he got a near fall at that point. So uh, my mistake, uh, I, I wrote um, uh, Escobar in my notes. I, I, I forgot to write Atlas by mistake. So after that, uh, so after that, uh, Atlas took out Mendoza in wild. He spiked Escobar with a headlock driver, but again, got a near fall. Escobar caught Atlas moving to the top and was brought down with a phantom driver. Uh, you know, the, uh, the fireman's carry into a Michinoku driver. Phenomenal move by Escobar. And so Escobar then uh, pinned Jake Atlas. He got the one, two, three. And he was victorious. And so uh, Santos Escobar defeated Jake Atlas in what I thought was a, a decent cruiserweight match. Um, I, I really like what uh, Escobar is doing uh, right now with the cruiserweight title. And, you know, his heel faction with Joaquin Wilde and uh, Raul Mendoza. I think those guys uh, fit perfectly well with Escobar. And the three of them look really good as a heel faction. And I just enjoy uh, what these guys are doing. And, you know, I think that it's going to get better as time goes on. And so, uh, good win by Santos Escobar. Um, you know, Drake Maverick, I'm sure, is going to come back at some point. And, you know, he's going to try to exact some revenge on Escobar. But until, es until then, uh, Escobar is on the top of the cruiserweight uh, food chain. And, you know, decent match uh, with Jake Atlas. Uh, you know, it was the right move to have Escobar win. Uh, I think it would have been a huge mistake if he were to lose this match. But, uh, yeah, it was good for what it was. So, after that, we had... Uh, so, we had the Undisputed Era. And so, this was another Undisputed Therapy session with uh, Kyle O'Reilly cosplaying as a therapist, trying to... Uh, help Roderick Strong get Dexter Loomis out of his head. And so Roddy, uh, he, he told the doctor that he's ready to conquer the fear of the trunk. Adam Cole and Bobby Fish were happy to hear this. Strong sat up and finally noticed that it was Kyle O'Reilly who was helping him with his therapy. And so the Undisputed Era then took Strong to the trunk, which he conquered. The group was so excited for Roddy 
and Adam Cole said it doesn't stop there. Tonight, he'll get some revenge against Dexter Loomis. And so, right after that, uh, let me flip the page here. Uh, so, after that, um, you know, Roddy, he was trying to uh, psych himself and he was trying to pump himself up to get ready for the match. You know, he's trying to drill it in his head that uh, he's not afraid of Dexter Loomis, even though he is. Well, uh, really good. I enjoyed this segment. I think the Undisputed Era, like, you can just tell that, you know, all four of these guys, you know, uh, the, 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 like, the way they act on television as far as being a tight-knit group, it's the same way uh, in real life, you know, like... It looks like, you know, these guys are, like, best friends, and, you know, they, they are very close with each other. And, you know, they do have history dating back to Ring of Honor and the independent scene. And I don't know, like, I, I just love when these guys are, are doing a segment because you can just tell that, you know, there's brotherhood and there's camaraderie there. And so, yeah, a really, really good segment. So, hold on, let me take a sip of my water. We then get Malcolm Bivens and Indashir. They were in the back. They were being interviewed. Malcolm Bivens was was great in this uh, interview. Uh, Indashir should not uh, talk or say anything on the microphone. Just let Malcolm Bivens do the talking. So, Indashir. So, Malcolm Bivens, he cut a promo he said that uh if it weren't for him then birch and lorkin would be in the same hospital as drake maverick uh bivens said he's a nice guy and you know he's very peaceful and he then uh threatened danny birch and Oni lorkin some more and that was that and so yeah so it looks like indishir will be feuding with danny birch and Oni lorkin i mean I don't really want to see the match, but apparently it's going to happen. I would much rather see Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan in the tag team title picture, mixing it up with Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner of Imperium. I think that's a much better move for them, but, you know, uh, they're they're stuck with Indusheer. And so, I don't know, like, we'll have to, we'll have to wait and see uh, what comes out of this. And so... It's still going to be a good match. It's just that Indusheer is just just dull and, and and boring. You know, Malcolm Bivens is great, but you know the the, the two guys behind him, uh, they're they're stale and and just I don't know. They, they're just, they're just lacking. Like just like with Timothy Thatcher, you know, lacking charisma and 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 I don't know. They don't have like that it factor. So I don't know. We'll have to wait and see uh, what comes out of that. So, right after that, we get Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez versus Kaden Carter and Casey Catanzaro. This was a women's tag team match. And so, Kaden tried to cut down Raquel, but couldn't take her off of her feet. Casey then gets tagged in, and they double-team Gonzalez. Uh, they drape her across the middle rope for a slingshot neck drop uh from Catanzaro and so after that Gonzalez broke away quickly and tagged in Dakota who was taken out by a springboard senton press 
uh, Raquel, oh no wait, uh, Dakota then hit a big boot on Catanzaro. Uh, Raquel then joined in for a big boot power slam combination, giving Kai a two count. Casey then managed to tag in Caden, uh, who lit up Dakota and Raquel with a series of kicks. A victory roll into a super kick gave Carter a near fall. And so Carter then delivered a team kick style kick to Dakota, nearly knocking Dakota out of the ring. A scorpion kick then sent Carter into her corner where Casey tagged herself in. Gonzalez was next, who caught Casey leaping in for a powerbomb, knocking Carter away with a big boot for good measure. Uh, Dakota then gets tagged in. She put, uh, she put Case, uh, no, not Casey. Uh, she put Caden in a, uh, a submission move. I can't, I, I don't know what she calls a submission move. Uh, it is very similar to uh, Naomi's uh, finishing submission move on SmackDown. And so Dakota applies the move on Caden and Caden taps out and the heels were victorious. And so right after the match, Dakota Kai looks into the camera and she calls out Io Shirai. And so she said NXT's resident villain will make her intentions known and she's coming for the NXT Women's Championship. And so I honestly think uh, this uh, should be uh, the women's title feud going forward. Io Shirai versus Dakota Kai. I think with Dakota Kai, she has improved a lot as a heel. And I think that NXT should re uh, reward her hard work by uh, putting her in a feud with Io Shirai for the women's championship. You know, even though uh, Dakota is not going to win, I think that she can have some really good matches with Io Shirai for uh the women's championship and so yeah i i think that you know um it, it was it was uh later announced that uh dakota kai candice loray and uh mia yim and tegan knox will compete in a fatal four-way match with the winner getting uh an nxt women's championship match against eo shirai and so uh, keeping my fingers crossed i'm hoping that dakota kai wins that match and we get Dakota and Io for the Women's Championship because I think that makes the most sense. And, you know, with Dakota, she is, you know, she's turned into the best heel in the women's division uh, next to Candice LeRae. And so, like I said before, I think NXT should reward her hard work by uh, putting her in a program with Io Shirai for the women's title. So, after that, we had... Mm. See what do we have here? Uh oh, so we then have this in this right here. This was my favorite part of the show. This is when I think the show just got better and these two guys just set the tone. Uh Karrion Cross, accompanied by his wife, Scarlett. Uh he went one-on-one -on -one with Bronson Reed. Um Karrion Cross accepted Bronson Reed's challenge uh last week on the show. And a couple things. Um, number one, this match 
was great. I'm so sad this match uh, ended the way it did because I felt like if these guys got another five minutes. They could have really did. Uh, they could have really did something special in the ring. And number two, Karrion Cross, uh, you know his entrance with Scarlet, uh, like it was amazing. Like I think Karrion Cross has the best entrance in not just NXT but also in WWE like you know him and Scarlett and and just the 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 black and white scenery with Scarlett and then you know we see like just red and yellow fire just popping up and then Karrion Cross comes out like his entrance is awesome so yeah um they had this match and so Bronson Reed took the fight to Karrion Cross laying into him with some heavy blows However, Cross no-sells the offense, dropping Bronson with a right hand. And then he hit an exploder suplex, sending Reed across the ring. So, Reed wasn't out yet and responded with a right of his own, followed by an enziguri and a German suplex. They both stood up, leading to a trade of elbows and boots. A series of big splashes in the corner only served to fire up Cross. A Northern Light suplex floated over into a lariat set up for the Doomsday Saito. Following that, uh, Cross put Bronson in the Cross Jacket submission and he made Bronson re tap out. And Karrion Cross is the winner. He beats. Uh, Bronson Reed in what I thought was a really, really good match. Uh, like I said before, I, I really wish these guys had more time uh, in the ring to shine. And I think that what they were doing was 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 pretty awesome. And so I actually hope that these guys uh, get back in the ring. I hope that, you know, these guys feud. Uh, you know, going forward, I know that Karrion Cross, um, you know, NXT is placing him in the main event title scene, but you know, I think that you know they they should they should have second thoughts because what him and Bronson Reed did tonight, uh, or actually last night, uh, on the show, what they did was was incredible, and I really hope these guys uh, start feuding because you know just two bulls in the ring, just like just locking horns and just going at it uh it was awesome and you know these guys work really good together uh in the short time they were given uh they produced a, a really fun big man match and so hopefully these guys get back in the ring so after that uh adam cole was interviewed was interviewed by Mitchell McKenzie, and so McKenzie asked Cole uh, who he'd like to face on July 8th for his NXT championship, and so Cole responded by saying that he didn't care and was more worried about if he had enough space on his mantle for another championship, and so Cole is referencing uh, the uh, North American championship because uh, the winner of the triple threat uh, later on the show between uh, Keith Lee, Johnny Gargano, and Finn Balor for the North American title will go up against Adam Cole in a winner-take-all match for both the NXT North American Championship and the NXT Championship on July 8th. And so 
you know, looking forward to that. And so decent, decent promo by Cole. He's always been good on the mic. And so, yeah, that was it. So we then see a vignette for Mercedes Martinez. She is coming back to NXT soon. And uh, looking forward to that. Uh, and so right after that, we had Rhea Ripley versus Aaliyah, who was accompanied by Robert Stone. And so this match came about from earlier in the show. Uh, you know, the, the, the confrontation between the three, of, the three of these individuals, you know, Leah tossing Stone into the trash. Um, you know, I'm sorry, uh, Rhea tossing Robert Stone into the trash and Aaliyah slapping Rhea across the face in response. So Rhea tosses Aaliyah around ringside with ease before sending her to the floor with a dropkick. Aaliyah regroups and was then taken out by a series of lariats and knee strikes uh, a drop kick to the back of the head set up for the near fall so Aaliyah then hit Rhea with some kicks but was caught in the prism uh, you know Rhea Ripley's finishing uh, submission hold and so Robert Stone then gets on the apron he throws his shoe at Rhea leading to Rhea chasing him around ringside for a bit Aaliyah tried to roll up Ripley who was still distracted by Stone but Rhea shrugged it off uh, hit Aaliyah with a boot to the face and then she hit Aaliyah with her riptide finishing move uh, the pump handle slam and that was it um, Rhea Ripley defeated Aaliyah and you know this was this was a nothing match I think that um, you know this is a legit storyline right now you know uh, Robert Stone is desperately trying to recruit Rhea Ripley and he's trying to get uh, Rhea on the Robert Stone brand but Rhea is not having it and so uh, yeah you know um, I'm not surprised that uh, Rhea defeated Aaliyah um, you know I'm looking forward to seeing what all three of these individuals do going forward um, you know like Rhea Ripley I think that she deserves somebody better than Aaliyah to feud with but at the same time it's understandable why Aaliyah is in this storyline and so you know I mean it looks like she's on the Robert Stone brand as well and you know she's gonna help Robert Stone just fight off Rhea and I think he's she's also gonna aid Robert Stone in uh, he's gonna uh, she's going to aid Robert Stone in recruiting Aaliyah as well. And so, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely intrigued by uh, this storyline. And so, regarding the match, um, uh, this was a Rhea Ripley squash. She dominated most of the match. It wasn't really anything memorable. And, um, you know, it is what it is. So, uh, like I said before, um, looking forward to seeing... Um, what happens with uh, Robert Stone, Aaliyah, and Rhea Ripley. And then it was also um, announced later on the show that, um, you know, Robert Stone and Aaliyah, uh, they were talking to William Regal via a video chat. And so basically, William Regal announced that Robert Stone and Aaliyah will take on Rhea Ripley next week on NXT, and it's a two-on-one intergender uh, mixed match. 
And so basically uh, the, the stipulation that was added into the match uh, by Robert Stone is that uh, if Rhea Ripley loses to Stone and Aaliyah next week on NXT, then uh, Rhea Ripley has to join the Robert Stone brand. And so, you know, at first, William Regal didn't want to throw in that extra stipulation, but then uh, Rhea Ripley herself came up uh, from behind uh, Robert Stone and Aaliyah. And so, you know, she looked at Regal on video chat and she said, hey, you know, I like that stipulation. It's on. And then she looked at uh, Robert Stone and, you know, she like pat him on the shoulder and said, oh, I'll see you next week. So uh, that was the end of that. And so, uh, yeah, um, next week, you know, Rhea Ripley has to win or else she is going to have to join the Robert Stone brand. So, let's see. What else do we have here? Um, so, we then had Roderick Strong of the Undisputed Era. He went one-on-one with Dexter Loomis. So, Roddy was mortified at having to be in the ring with Dexter Loomis. And so, it, it, like, I, I was just laughing. Like, you know, the bell rings. And so, you know... Roddy can't even look Dexter Loomis in the eyes. You know, he, he's like trying to look at him, but then he like looks back away. He <laughs> like, I don't know, like it, it, was, it was pretty funny. So Roddy tried to flee, but was held by Bobby Fish. Loomis began stalking him, leading to Roddy running off, giving Loomis a easy count out victory. And so after the match, uh, Bobby Fish was caught for a few moments for a few moments in Dexter Loomis's submission hold, but managed to escape, leaving Loomis to stare onto nothing. And so it was later announced on uh, NXT that um, Dexter Loomis will go one on one with Roderick Strong in a strap match. And, I've, you know, with the way this storyline has been going right now with uh, Dexter Loomis and Roderick Strong, um, I can't wait to see the strap match. Like, I, I, I really want to see what they're going to do next week uh, in this uh, match. You know, uh, Roddy's great. Dexter Loomis has been killing it on television. He's been, you know, uh, he's been one of the best things on NXT television uh, for the last month or so. And so, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, I can't wait to see that strap match next week between Roddy and Loomis. And so, you know, so we then have uh, Aaliyah and Robert Stone. They were talking and, you know, that that's that was when, uh, you know, it was announced that Rhea Ripley is taking on Stone and Aaliyah. And if she loses next week on NXT, then she has to join the Robert Stone brand. I talked about that. So we then... Uh, and then we then uh, hear uh, the announcement of the Fatal 4-Way women's match between Dakota Kai, uh, Tegan Knox, Mia Yim, and uh, who else? Uh, Candice LeRae. And so, yeah, th- that was announced on commentary. And so we then had, I believe it was our, the main event. Um... And oh yes, it was uh, main event. 
uh, a match I was looking forward to seeing, and I think a match a lot of people were looking forward to seeing, Keith Lee defending his North American Championship against Finn Balor and Johnny Gargano. This was a triple threat match. The winner uh, will defend the NXT North American Championship against Adam Cole, who will also be defending his NXT Championship uh, in a winner-take-all match for both championships the north american title and the nxt title and so keith lee was the defending champion tonight and so match starts and johnny gargano being the heel that he is uh opted to leave the ring leading to balor and lee to throw the first shots lee caught balor flying off the top which is where johnny tried to run in for a schoolboy Lee stood tall and ran over both challengers with a series of shoulder tackles. Uh, Lee dropped Gargano with the Grizzly Magnum and was then caught with a sleeper by Balor. Lee refused to give in and tossed Balor overhead. Johnny made the same decision leading to the same outcome. Uh, Balor jumped back onto Lee for a sleeper hold, which after the third attempt, finally took uh the north american champion down to one knee so lee then shrugged it off again driving balor into the corner balor pelted lee with elbows and forearms only to be caught by lee uh johnny then ran in and was caught as well we saw we then saw both challengers get tossed overhead for a double release northern light suplex Johnny then escaped a powerbomb attempt and went to Keith's, Keith's legs. Lee fought him off, freeing him up for a sleeper by Balor. So Lee then refused to give in, and both Balor and Johnny were tossed to the floor, with Johnny taking the worst of the punishment. So as Lee moved to the floor, a sling blade took him out, uh, Balor followed up with a senton off the apron. Balor and Johnny teamed up to send Lee into the steel steps. And so after that, the match was down to Balor and Johnny temporarily. So they traded shots in the ring, leading to uh, Balor uh, hitting Johnny with a sling blade for a near fall. Johnny then set up uh oh no wait actually so um yep so johnny uh he hit the slingshot spear on balor for a near fall so johnny then set up for his slingshot ddt but was hit with the forearm balor took lee down with a senton over the ropes then planted gargano with the eye of the hurricane and so a sling blade took out Gargano, but before he could set up for the shotgun dropkick, Keith Lee uh, got on the apron and he stood up. So Lee then took out both challengers with a slingshot crossbody. And so Lee then sets up Balor and Johnny in opposite corners, taking the fight to them with a series of body splashes. Lee then picked up Balor and he put him in position for, uh, he, he put him in an electric chair, but Balor turned it into another sleeper hold. 
And so, luckily for Lee, Balor was kicked off his back with a super kick. Uh, so, Johnny then hit Balor with uh, the slingshot DDT, only for Lee to break up the pin. Lee then countered a tilt-a-whirl DDT, but Johnny was able to use momentum to turn it into a tornado DDT. Gargano then followed up with a suicide dive to Lee on the outside of the ring. Another dive to Balor, and Balor blocks it, and he sets up Johnny for the 1916 DDT. But as Balor picked up Johnny, they were both laid out with a pounce by the champion Lee. Back in the ring, Lee uh, tried to go for a spirit bomb, but was countered with a double foot stomp by Balor. So the shotgun dropkick was stopped as Balor ran in for a super kick. Balor still sent Gargano into Lee and made it to the top. Johnny knocked him off and powerbombed. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So Johnny knocked him off and powerbombed uh, Balor onto his back. Uh, Lee then hit the... By the way, Keith Lee looked like such a beast in this match. Like... I don't know, like, he was just, he was just on another level. He looked amazing in this match. So, Lee uh, knocked him off and powerbombed Johnny onto his back. So, uh, Lee then hit the Big Bang Catastrophe on Johnny and avoided a coup de grace by Finn. So, Lee then hit Balor with a Big Bang Catastrophe uh, and then he pinned Balor clean and retained the title. So, uh, yeah, I, I really like the finish of this match. Um, you know, uh, Keith Lee was able to avoid the coup de gras after uh, Lee hit Johnny with the Big Bang Catastrophe. And then, uh, you know, after Balor missed the uh, top rope double foot stomp, uh, he took the uh, Big Bang Catastrophe by Lee for the finish. And so, uh, yeah. Uh, Keith Lee, he's victorious. He retains the NXT championship. And we now know that he'll put his North American title on the line against Adam Cole, who will also be defending his NXT championship in a winner-take-all match on the July 8th episode of NXT. And I heard that uh, WWE is making the July 8th episode of NXT uh, you know, the Great American Batch. And so it's going to be uh, similar to AEW's Fighter Fest. And, you know, the reason why uh, WWE is bringing back the American Bash, uh, the Great American Bash, is to go up against AEW's Fighter Fest uh, in two weeks on July 8th. And so, you know, pretty good match. Uh, you know, I, I really liked what all three of these guys did. I thought that it was a very entertaining match to watch. All three guys look good. And, you know, I wasn't surprised that Keith Lee retained his championship. I actually would have went with Johnny Gargano because I think that Keith Lee should lose the North American championship and then uh, be placed in the main event scene with Adam Cole. You know, I think that Johnny would make a perfect North American champion right now. And, you know, um, like I'm surprised, but at the same time, not surprised that uh, Johnny lost the match. And so, you know, I already knew Finn, Finn Balor was not going to win the match as well. And so, you know, this is why I, I, I said, you know, like 
have Johnny beat Keith Lee for the North American Championship, and then you have uh, a heel Johnny versus uh, Finn Balor for the North American Championship. And, you know, these guys already have history dating back to NXT TakeOver Portland, where Balor beat Johnny. And you have Finn Balor get his long-awaited win back against Johnny, and he can win the North American Championship, while Keith Lee, with no championship, goes after Adam Cole in the NXT Championship. I think that's a better idea and a better way to go instead of putting both titles on the line in you know winner take all you know it's a good concept but you know personally i never like seeing a mid-card championship uh being in the mix with a main event championship you know like leave the world title alone and and leave the mid-card title alone they're two separate things but you know um I guess we're, we're going to get um, Keith Lee and, and Adam Cole for both titles. And so should be a really, really good match. Um, you know, I have a gut feeling that uh, Keith Lee is going to win the match and we're going to see a double champion. And, you know, with Adam Cole, I think that, you know, he'll lose this match and he'll get called up to the main roster. I, I, I don't know if the rest of the Undisputed Era will get called up to the main roster as well. Uh, I'd like to think that they are, but you know, for Adam Cole though, uh, he, I think he's definitely set for the main roster and, you know, he's held the NXT championship long enough. And, you know, I think that, you know, it, it's time for him to, to drop it and it's time for him to lose it, uh, before he inevitably goes to the main roster. And so, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the match. Uh, I think Lee and, and, and Cole are going to tear the house down. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going with Keith Lee to win the NXT championship and also retain his North American championship. And, you know, Keith Lee will be the man down in NXT. So, yeah, so uh, that was NXT, folks. Uh, like I said before, a very decent show. Uh, it got better towards the end. Uh, I think, like the first, like I said before, uh, the first damn near hour of the show, uh, I was generally bored, and I don't know, like I, I was tuned out. But uh, once we saw Cameron Grimes, uh, not not Cameron Grimes, um, uh, Karrion Cross against uh, Bronson Reed, that's when the show picked up. And so, uh, yeah, um, good show. It was decent. wasn't great. But at the same time, it wasn't bad. It was just, you know, right in the middle. And so, uh, yeah, I know uh, next week on the show, we're going to get Roddy and Dexter Loomis in a strap match. And we're also going to see the uh, Fatal 4-Way women's match between uh, Tegan Knox, Mia Yim, Dakota Kai, and Candice LeRae. Winner gets a title shot against Io Shirai. And so uh, these next two weeks of NXT are, are shaping up to be uh, pretty good shows. And, uh, you know, looking forward to seeing the both of them in the next few weeks. So, uh, yeah, that was NXT, folks. And uh, that was the Babyface podcast as well. So, uh, you know, I want to thank you guys for tuning in and listening. Uh, I apologize for the late upload. Uh, I had errands to run during the day. And so, uh, you know, thankfully, I had time to uh, watch uh, NXT uh, earlier and, you know, I was able to do a review for you guys 
And so, uh, yeah, like I said, thank you guys for watching the show. And again, if you guys want to uh, support the show and donate money, it's optional, never mandatory on my anchor website where you can listen to this podcast. Uh, you can uh, click on the support button and, you know, you can donate uh, however much you want if you choose to do so. And so uh, if you guys also want to listen to past episodes of the Babyface podcast, uh, you can definitely do that on uh, Anchor, uh, Google Podcasts, uh, Breaker, and uh, a few more, uh, you know, podcast services. Most podcast websites you go to, uh, you can listen to past episodes of the Babyface podcast. And so, uh, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, I will see you guys tomorrow night for your Friday night SmackDown review. And, uh, you know, I know on SmackDown tomorrow we're going to see Sheamus. He's apparently is going to toast to Jeff Hardy. And so uh, looking forward to seeing what happens there. And, uh, you know, uh, I know it's probably not going to be a, a good show. But, hey, um, you know, at the same time, we could be wrong. It could wind up being decent. SmackDown is never good. So, like, the only time SmackDown is good is when it's decent. And so, uh, yeah, uh, I'll see you guys for your SmackDown review. And, uh, yeah, just uh, stay safe and uh, keep your eyes and your ears open for uh, the SmackDown review tomorrow. So, thank you guys for tuning in and uh, have a wonderful night. So, thanks for tuning in.